Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CoLab Podcast. So today it is Dre and I, and we are going to be talking about thought leadership. Yay! Welcome back, collaborators. And so in today's episode, what we'll be covering is discovering your thought leadership as a business owner and what to do if you aren't quite sure how to establish yourself as a thought leader. This is really something that we have dug into um, a lot deeper in the last 12 to 24 months. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to be discussing some of the different ways that you can become a thought leader. And then we'll finish up the episode with a weekly, like an actionable tip for you on how to start discovering and creating opportunities to become that thought leader in your market, your business type, so that you can actually do something that will start creating you know, progress for you. Love that. And before we get started, we wanted to kind of share some things on this episode because we're always talking about, you know, how we got to where we are today, all of those things that we did. And maybe some of you are thinking, I'm either halfway there or I'm already there with you. So what are you working on now? Or, you know, how do you get to the next level? Or what is it that you're currently, you know, what's on your plate? What are you doing? What's your team doing? So wanted to highlight some of those things so you could get a feel for the progression of what a business looks like. So Megan, why don't you share what are some of the things that you're working on personally? Yeah, and I love this. I think we're going to try to do this now going forward because it's kind of like a peek behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many levels to our lives and our businesses. So why don't I start with Keystone, which is our main business and what create you know had us create this podcast because our roles at Keystone have changed and we've really talked about how this has been difficult for us in a lot of different ways because we wanted to step out of the trading time for money, you know, being the ones who always talk to clients, met with clients, but then all of a sudden we're feeling like inadequate. Yeah. And we talked about that today, actually. I mean, let, let's get real and raw. I, I think you said it best. Like, I feel like I'm losing my identity with letting go of loans, you know? Yeah. And so no matter if whatever you do as a service or a product, you're right. Like our identities were always tied to the thing that we were really good at, which for mm-hmm. us was selling mortgages. And now that's why I think this topic is so great is because thought leadership can really replace that and give you some purpose. Yeah. So for Keystone, you know, I've really been working on a lot of our content and high-level relationships. So for example, since we're really pushing the other people on our team to build their book of business, take over ours, one of the roles that I've played is relationships on a high level. So I've developed relationships with business owners, just as you have, Dre. And I'm managing that relationship. And what it's doing is it's creating an opportunity for our salespeople to get put right in the middle of 200 and something 
mm. real estate agents that are creating business for them. So my job is to make sure that relationship's going well, that we have the contracts in place. So that's been a big thing that I've been doing with the collab, as well as doing planning for these podcasts and blogs. So that's on the Keystone side. The collab, I've been working on a new course or accelerator, we're calling it. We haven't talked about it yet on the podcast. And it is going to be our, our the first course we're doing is going to be specifically for people in the financial industry, the mortgage industry. It's what we know best before we branch out and help you know, other people who are listening to this podcast. And I will say, it's what makes me feel working on this stuff for the collab. It makes me feel very vulnerable because I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. You know, we've gotten used to recording this podcast, <laughs> but I ha- have known nothing about content creation besides telling our experiences. I don't know what I should be doing, what I can be delegating, what we should be hiring for, which I'm sure a lot of people listening or go through like, what do I have the person do? How do I give it to them? Like, I feel like that with the collab. It's new to us. And we get on our high horse sometimes that we've built this business that is a, you know, seven figure business, but it's just, we're so vulnerable again, which all of you go through. So just know that because... We're feeling that startup part that you feel if you're younger in your business. And just know that as you grow your businesses and as you change and expand, you're gonna keep going through that. And you're gonna that's that's why we always have to keep learning. So that that's in the work front at home. In case I haven't shared with any of the listeners, I have four kids. Only four. Only four. <laughs> it feels like 16. And my youngest is two, my oldest is turning 13. And I'm getting really kind of vulnerable on that end. It's been really challenging with my kids. My oldest has ADHD and now my second is kind of dealing with that and meeting with just different educators and therapists on, you know, they're smart kids, but they need to learn differently. And there are just definitely times that you feel like a failure as a parent when your kids are all struggling because it seems to be something that is my husband and my genes mesh together. But you know, just dealing with that and trying to be open because other people I know are going through the same things and it's not easy. And so, you know, on personal side and business side, you know, those are the main things that keep me busy. And last but not least, personally, I've really been trying to, you know, connect with where I want to give back as a businesswoman. I want to find something that I can really build over the next three to five years, something. And I've been hesitant to make a decision until I know what it is. So I've been really looking for if it's a mentor mentorship or getting involved with you know college students. So on a personal side, that's something I'm looking for right now. So Dre, since I dream about being on Puerto Re- the island of Puerto Rico with you without my four kids, I love my kids, but <laughs> why don't you tell us what you've got on your plate? Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Meg. I love the fact that you're being open and vulnerable because like you said, as business owners, we're all human, we're all people and we all go through things. And the more that we all talk about those things that we go through, the more people can relate and feel comfortable and understand that you know it's a journey. So as far as what I'm going through, I, you know, just being raw this morning, I kind of felt what we are going through. And I, I kind of shared that with Megan. I feel like I'm I'm failing or I'm letting the team down or you know I'm letting our company down because my whole identity has been mortgages right just picking up mortgages and every time I get a mortgage it's a win it's a win it's a win and now that we've kind of let that the team drive that my focus currently has been the Puerto Rico division 
So I feel like I'm starting all over there again with trying to find somebody to to help us there. And at the same time, at the same time, I've got to let that go quickly because if not, I'm going to get stuck there. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. I, I have a huge passion for this island and what we are able to do here. So I've kind of been trying to build that out, but at the same time, not put my foot too much in it. You know, met with an EXP broker yesterday, which was amazing. I met with this young gentleman who reached out to me via Facebook. He's an accountant, has interest in becoming getting into the lending world. So just kind of networking on the island has been a ton of fun. Also, my friends are coming to visit. And I've had a handful of friends come to visit the island, which to me is just another big win in regards to having tourists come to the island, visit the island, put some money into the island. And then, yeah, if I'm if I'm real, I think the collab is is definitely tough for me on the podcast. I keep telling myself I've got to do more research or I've got to listen to more podcasts or what do I say? What can I not say? What should I be saying? How should I be saying it? What does the format look like? You know, because Megan is light years ahead of me because she's been doing it for a while. So I always envy her because she's so good at speaking. But it's also getting past my comfort zone of just doing what I'm good at, which is mortgages. And then personally, to be honest with you, I'm I'm really looking forward to coming home next week. I'm starting to get a little homesick, you know, just not being around my team physically. Sure, I see people via a camera all the time, but I'm looking forward to connecting with my team, getting up to Erie, seeing my business partner, you know, seeing my family, being around my friends, just being around something that I really know. And yeah, just kind of trying to figure out where where this journey is taking us, to be honest, because I feel a little little lost, but it, it's kind of exciting. So that's kind of where we're at with everything. Yeah. So, and it sounds like I just wanted to say something about what both of us said. It's like when you own a business and if you want your role to change, we'll share a little bit more in the upcoming episodes about some other things. Like you're still doing the same stuff you do, but in a different way. We're still networking, we're still prospecting, but just with different types of people to help the business keep moving forward. So let's dig into our thought leadership message for today, which we have broken down into three pieces. Now, there's definitely more than three ways to build your thought leadership, but we're going to share the ways that we're doing it specifically right now. We have a podcast episode on social media, which definitely is part of you know, forming your thought leadership. Today's message and today's podcast is going to be specifically about ways that really elevate you as a leader in your industry. And so those, we're going to talk about awards, awards that you can win, you know, get nominated for. We're going to talk about getting published. So articles, you know, books, you know, even quotes in articles. And the third area is speaking. Both Andre and I have been asked to keynote or speak at some different events. Andre most recently spoke, so I want him to share with all of you that experience. And so, you know, those are what we're going to start digging into. Yeah. Thought leadership, if you're trying to stay in front of people, awards has definitely been one of those areas for us, especially this year. And really, as we've been trying to step out of the business, but still make the business flow and still have people recognize awards has really been one of those great ones. And we really started pumping them out this year because of something that we did. And that... It's been crazy. And just so you know, <laughs> before you continue, like Andre was good at this before. Like he's good at posting on social, and all of a sudden he'd win this award and he'd win that award. And I, which just was the winning awards. And 
there have been years I do more than him in mortgage and not more than him. So I'm like, how the heck is he doing this? Right. So I wanted him to really share on this. Do you mind Dre sharing honestly some of the awards? Because it's honestly felt a little awkward because we won so <laughs> many awards this year. We like are like, we need to put the break. Yeah. And we're only we're not even four months in fully to the year. But yeah, and it really, man, where do I even begin? So it it was really because of social and then being around those people um, who influenced me to be around those awards. You want, they always say you hang around the people that you want to be like. And so uh, I had this group of friends and they uh, would get published. So I started hanging around them and then there were opportunities for awards and, you know, some of those awards, which were pretty cool. We're top 40 under 40 for the National Mortgage Professional Magazine, been named top 100 people in Pennsylvania, top 40 under 40 in Pennsylvania. And the most recent one for me that really stuck out was a Latino leader worth watching for this year. I've always, you know, growing up in an almost all white area, I was really ashamed of kind of being Latino. I kind of felt like the odd man out. So I didn't really like saying that I was Latino or of a certain race, but I've really come to embrace that and love the fact that I am Colombian and that I am an immigrant. But what that did for my business was people would think of me as a leader. My peers would see me as a leader. My clients would see me as a leader. My real estate agents would see me as a leader. My vendors would see me as a leader. And although in my head it was, okay, it's just an award, people thought differently of me because of that. Right. And so my clients would think, wow, like I'm using this award winning person. Same thing with the vendors or the real estate agents. They would want to meet me. And so it, it, it gives you that, that notoriety or, you know, that feeling of success. And it empowers you, to be honest with you. Right. Because if nobody, if nobody's going to pat you on the back, you've got to be able to pat yourself on the back to get to the next level. And Megan, I know that you too have also won some awards, which I'm very sure has fueled you, you know, to keep you knowing that you're headed in the right direction, right? Like this is this is definitely who we are and where we're headed and it's going to keep our business running. So why don't you tell us some of the awards that some of the 10 awards that you've won in the past three months? Like I said, I don't think I won any two years ago. Like at being intentional about doing this and that's why we're doing this message because you need to be intentional. You have to point out to others and have advocates for... You know, and Andre's been a big advocate for me you know, and we'll dig into a little bit how we get nominated and get chosen. But so the ones that I have won in the last year was, you know, the first one was entre- I was named an Entrepreneur of Impact Award by the Hatch Tribe for 2020. So it's a big women's group. And they picked, I think, like 10 or 12 entrepreneurs who made a difference during COVID. And you know, it was all about what we did to keep our company open and not have to lay anyone off. And the next one was Women Worth Watching in the in the Diversity Journal, the same one that Andre got his Latino Leaders Worth Watching. It's a pretty big journal. And, you know, I'm looking at this, these awards and the 25 women, and you're talking CEOs of like huge companies, Pepsi mm-hmm. and da, da, da. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I get picked? for this like yeah. yeah this is this is amazing you know and then most recently i just was awarded 2021 mortgage star from mortgage women's magazine which is huge and i, I don't produce what i used to like our focus is our business our people this 
podcast mm-hmm. and doing other things. So I think that's what surprises me too about it. And last but not least, one of the other areas we will talk about is I just had my first major article published in one of the biggest publications in our industry. So these are all huge things. And I do struggle with how I... T- I I've asked Andre, how, how do I post about this? Because I was raised, you don't you don't brag about yourself. You don't bring attention to the things that you do. You just do them, right? But now I'm having to learn this other skill. And, you know, from the things that you said, Andre, like you've got to be able to pat yourself on the back to show people because that's how you build this authority. So now that people know that being recognized for awards is important, how would the listeners that are business owners, how do they, how would they manage getting nominated? Right. Because a lot of times we can't nominate ourselves. So what is your advice to people listening who are like, all right, I would love to win some awards. How do I do this? Yeah, that's that's a great, it's a great thought because a lot of people, I mean, for example, like you, you're always like, how is he getting all these awards? So one, it was my circle of friends, right? We would nominate each other. And then Mm. what you and I really did was we hired somebody to specifically seek out, you know, what awards are out there, whether it's for your race or your industry or Mm. something that you're really good at, you know, it doesn't have to be just one generic, you know, it doesn't have to be an industry specific award. It can be, you know, like for yours, it was entrepreneurs. It wasn't mortgage related, right? So there's all sorts of, or for me, it was my race, my ethnicity, right? So you can always hire an assistant to to seek out those things and nominate you. So our marketing team did a bunch of those this year, which I mean, some of those we didn't even really know about until they sought those out, right? The two I got last year... The impact, the entrepreneur of impact and women worth watching. That was in the same week that I got them. I thought somebody was playing, <laughs> and those are my first two I ever got. But those, those are some of the ways you can even hire a virtual assistant, right? Wow. We've we've had an episode about having a virtual assistant do things for you. You can have a virtual assistant do that. So those are three quick ways to do it. Your friends. I mean, actually, friends can be encompassed because you won one because of our mentor, right? He nominated you. So it's like your circle of influence, your friends, your industry peers, your mentors, they can nominate you. You can, of course, have your hire somebody who does your marketing for you, seeks those out. And then you can have a virtual assistant do that for you as well. Of course, family and friends, but usually they don't understand the nature of your business. So those are just some quick ways that that you can do that. And the word that I was looking for was authority, Megan, and you used it. And I believe because I'm not like you, as far as being a really great salesperson, I think that that gave me a lot of authority and a lot of confidence in my business. And I saw my business kind of super explode in 2016 and 17. You know, one, because I partnered with you and two, because I got some accolades and awards and it just continued to boost. So I'm excited to see where um, this authority will get us. And for business owners who are kind of stepping out of their business, it's really important too, because you still need to kind of be the face. You need to be the advocate for the business, but not really be in the business. And this is one of the ways that we are doing that, You know, letting people know that, hey, Keystone Alliance still exists. Even though you may not be dealing directly with me, Keystone Alliance is still doing great things. And by supporting Keystone Alliance, this is who you're supporting. You're supporting a woman, a business owner, or you're supp- supporting a Latino with a vision. And so, yeah, the, that's those are some of the things for us. But something else that you Megan, me- mentioned, Meg, was in regards to getting published. And I think this is super awesome because you and I were talking about, you know, 
we've both been in, you've been in the industry 16 years. I'm 15 years. We've looked up to this magazine forever as like, you know, little originators like, oh my God, yeah. guide, like what's in there, you know? And, and guys, this magazine that we've been getting for 15 years, it's one of the oldest. It comes and it's not a normal magazine. <laughs> it is like four magazines. It, it, it's huge. Like yeah. it is humongous. I don't even know what to compare it to how big it is. So it like has this presence, like all the banks are published in it, blah, blah, blah. And you don't think about how you're ever going to, like, it just doesn't even cross your mind, right? No, never. I mean, you look at it as like the, I don't know, the like the end all be all, right? You're like this, this magazine. And then again, because of your contacts, you said you've been working with business people and business owners. You, we had a meeting with the owners of the Scotsman's Guide and that was pretty incredible. Like these are the guys that had that, but then you got published. So why don't you tell us a little bit about getting published and and how that, how you got to get to that point and, and what's happening with that? Yeah. So, you know, I never, I wasn't a big writer. I'm a big ideas person, but when we were going through one of some of the most difficult things over the last number of years, writing was an outlet for me. I would write about how I felt. I would write about things I noticed. I would, I just started writing stuff down to where it became this thing where I started writing a book that my goal is to publish this year. And our mentor, Renee, who we've had on the podcast, started looking at some of my writing and saying, you know, you really can write. Like you have a you have a knack for writing, which I didn't know, right? We don't know what we're good and not good at sometimes until someone points it out. And he's like, you know, you really should start submitting articles to get published. And so where I started was, and this is one of our actionable tips at the end, but I started with submitting just little snippets like how you will read a magazine article and they'll say, they'll quote someone. So there is a, there's a way that you can get notifications from different people who write for magazines. And that's where I started. I was like, all right, if I write or I submit 10 times, maybe I'll get picked once, right? And then I started getting picked like out of every three, I'd get picked once or twice. So it started becoming more frequent. And it got the I got the guts up to submit it then to this publication. And we submitted it literally on the day. You know, it's the eighth of the month. I submitted it on the eighth. They responded back and said they picked it. They were like, this was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Like I was like, what? And that and you said how we had this, you know, so I knew it was going to be in there. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa. But following my typical process of how I network and connect with people, I wanted to show gratitude to them. And so I created this video that I sent back to them saying, thank you so much. I've gotten this magazine for years. I look up to it. Like, this is so amazing. Here's how I use the magazine. I share it with agents, my team. And the guy that I had written this to was said, would you mind meeting with our head of marketing? And I didn't realize the owner would be on because they wanted to hear because they obviously don't get told all the time that people like their magazine. And they got to see my face through the video. And it led to Andre and I meeting with them for an hour. And it, it was an amazing conversation mm-hmm. that they, we referred them to two people, like always trying to add value, but just trying to expand our network of people. And I'm submitting another article to them this month. You know, so you have to be proactive. And you can start in small steps. And so we'll share the 
the one that I was telling you about exactly where to go, and we'll put the show notes at the end of the episode here. And then the last piece I just wanted Andre to kind of speak on is that you don't have to be a great writer. Okay. Like, yes, I obviously do have a knack for writing because I've worked on it. And, but you can write articles, you know, or have people write them for you. You can hire someone to help you with the writing part because you, it's not something you feel as comfortable with, right, Dre? Yeah, I definitely, unless it's my specialty, for instance, team building or something that I'm super passionate about. I can't sit there and write pen to paper with words. So I know that you've given me some examples of of some ways that we can do that. And you've even done that with me. You've just you've sat down and you've asked me some questions. And that really gets gets your mind going. So I I think you call it maybe a ghostwriter or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Copywriter. Yeah. Copywriters. There's people who do this. We've learned Mm -hmm. there's all different types of writers. There's people who write for executives. So, you know, you can start by connecting with someone who will write for you. You just have to get your ideas out, bullet point, an audio, a Zoom meeting. You know, Mm -hmm. there's different ways. Just start making it a goal. My goal was to get an article published a a month. And that's been happening now. And now that can go on our website and it'll help people know, you know, that we have credibility. The third one is is we're going to dig into Andre's favorite, speaking. (laughs) Speaking. So... Andre and I uh, went to, that's how we connected with our mentor, Renee Rodriguez, was because it was more for me. He knew I wanted to learn how to speak because I wanted to tell my story in a positive way. And because Andre does have that thought leadership piece from the awards, from just people knowing him, his circle of friends, I would love for you to share about your experience that you just had a couple weeks ago being asked to speak. And both of us have you know, started really getting asked to do things like this. Yeah. Um, It's really strange because I don't know if I've really ever shared this on the podcast. I know I've shared it with some of my friends and with you. I used to be huge into acting, like huge. It was my Mm. absolute passion. And so, I mean, getting up on stage and reciting lines and, you know, acting like I was somebody else was absolutely nothing. It was, I mean, it was, I, I lived for it. But as I grew up, and as life takes us through this journey, somewhere along the lines, I must have left that person behind or kind of forgot about those things. And now speaking to me, even when we went to the Amplify with Renee, it, it, it was tough. I, I don't know how to put great words or sentences together. And I always feel like I have to say things that are going to move people, right? Like I have to sound correct. So you're so good at on social media. That that's that's the interesting part. Like I'm not good at that, but you're so good at that. So I, you know, so it's interesting. Our heads all process differently. Yeah. No, that's a great point. We are we're all completely different, but we're all capable if you put your, you know, your head to it. So about a month and a half ago, one of our lenders is putting uh was putting on a broker success summit. And they reached out and they said, Hey, would you be interested in doing a presentation on emerging markets, Puerto Rico specifically, because they're, they're our lender partner there. And I'm absolutely obsessed and passionate about Puerto Rico. So I said, sure. I said this. In that second, I was, this is great. This is amazing. <laughs> this is why we're doing it all for these opportunities. And then what happened? <laughs> so that was about six weeks, let's say six weeks ago. Five weeks goes by and I call Megan and I said, I don't have this presentation done. I haven't even started it. 
But I had to start somewhere. And I think that I do it to myself all the time. I think that we as as humans do it to ourselves all the time. We we put ourselves to the last minute. But when you put your feet to the fire and I sat down and I actually did it, like I I got it going, right? But it was because of you helped me a a ton. I mean, let's be honest. You helped me put my thoughts together and, you know, you asked me questions and I, and you gave me some ideas and I was able to write those down. And then I was able to scramble them together and figure out how I was going to say it and what order I was going to say it. And to be honest with you, I was really mad at myself going into it because I thought, man, I only put a week into this presentation and I thought it was pretty decent. And what if I would have started two weeks ago or three weeks ago? I could have really put a great presentation together. And so, although it, it ended up great and it was fine, you know, that those were my thoughts going into it. At first, I was like, "Yeah, this is great. It's you know, boosting my confidence." But then I got really scared. I was like, "What do I say? Are they going to like what I say? What I don't even know how to do this." But once I put my, that pen to paper and I surrounded myself with the right people, in this case, it was my business partner. You know what? I'm not even going to lie. I even reached out to my ex because he's an English teacher. <laughs> I said, can you give me some ideas? And he gave me no better ideas than you did, which is put the story together. You know, What's the ending? What do they want to learn? But speaking is one of those things that I've come to learn that they don't know anything about that topic. As long as you're passionate about that topic and as long as you're being sincere and raw and honest, like you can't go wrong with delivering a speech. End of story. And that's what I ended up learning because that was that's that was probably my biggest speaking engagement. Although I've been on the national NARAP stage, that was just a panel, I and mean, I was just asked questions. But this one, I was up there by myself for 25 minutes, and at the end, I was like, "This is something I'm passionate about. This is something I absolutely love." And you can't go wrong as long as you're doing it with the right intention. But I know Megan, you you love to speak, but it's really interesting because when you're when you're put on the spot, you are so much better. When you are given time to write it all out in your head, you, you you kind of freeze up. So why don't you tell us your thought process about you know when you go to speak? I know that you've given some some speeches. So what's your thought process when you're going to speech to speak or deliver something like that? Yeah, and so I think for like where it all started for me and how any of you can look at like structuring messages. And we are going to be recording a podcast after this one on presentations that I think is super important because this it all ties together and creates that thought leadership and how you influence people. And I feel like there's a couple things that I have encountered to read that have really impacted the way I know how to send to do messages now. And, you know, when I knew it was something I wanted to do, I started studying it and then applying the things I learned. And so, you know, the first thing is structure and format to your message is important. Like, there is a structure to mm-hmm. it so it makes sense to the people listening. Oh, because we know everything, so we can tell things in all these different ways, but it might not make sense. So to make an impact to people, you have to have a structure. So a great book on structure is called The Exceptional Presenter. And it really walks through the structure of when you do a talk, which is, you know, you introduce, then you have three key points, and then you conclude, but then they give you ideas. So the exceptional presenter, I would recommend. And then when I read that, I created a template. So we use that when I was helping you. And then the second piece of that is the, your story. Okay. Understanding and learning your stories for presenting. And now I'm like, 
I apply it when we do this podcast, when I present to professionals, when I talk. Like, you need to learn how to tell your stories. And one of the best exercises that we've done that I've had you do and I've had our team do is in Simon Sinek's book, what is it? Find your why or start with why. And right. So understanding stories that you can reference that teach you something is so, so, so important. And then kind of to level it off once you, you know, that's the best place to start is books or listening to podcasts. And then, you know, after you've done that and you really want to take it up a notch, you know, go to an event like the one our mentor Renee hosts called, it's called Amplify. And it's really digging into your message and connecting it because you have to find those stories and connect them to what you're you're sharing. And so after your talk that you just did, Dre, you said something to me and that's what I noticed. I noticed things that people say and that's how I bring them in. Some people came up to you at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was really neat because you, you know when when I see people up on stage and when they say something that hits home or something that I I'm interested in I always want to go up to people and you know talk to them and that was a, a huge confidence booster was people came up to me and they were like I didn't know this about Puerto Rico I didn't know that you didn't need a passport I didn't know there were so many opportunities I didn't know about the tax benefits I didn't know taxes were so cheap oh yeah. my gosh it's definitely on my list to go to vacation on now the way you spoke about it. And so that's just really solidified to me all of the things that you talked about, which was it's your story. Nobody can change your story, how you feel about it or how you present it or the passion you put behind it. And that's, you know, that's kind of what ended up just happening on stage. Once I got going, I was like, I love this topic. I I know what I'm talking about. It's coming off genuine. And I kind of forgot about trying to impress people because that that's not what it ended up being about. It it ended about it ended up being about me being able to give people information that they didn't have or they didn't know about. And people were appreciative of that. So at the end of the day, uh, I felt like I I did what I was meant to go there and do and, and it was deliver information about something that I'm super passionate about. And I think the other thing, to be honest with you, I told you was people coming up to you to me and you know, sometimes people I, I want to go up to people, but I don't because I feel like maybe they're you know, conceited or arrogant or whatnot. And in this case, I felt the opposite. Like I wanted to interact with people. Normally I'm 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 a little shy going up to people, but in this case I I was welcoming that because I wanted people to not feel like I felt when I went up to people. Mm. Sometimes I would go up to people and I'd be like, wow, that person's really conceited or cocky or I don't mm. want to go up to that person. And so it just it made me want to like spearhead that movement of like no, come talk to me. I'm a real person. I'm I'm nobody special by any means. I want to talk to you. I want you to feel comfortable in c- going up to speakers and you know, kind of getting rid of that stigma. No, so. you're you're right, and it's and and this is really right. Like this is the reason that thought leadership matters. Like what you just shared, because you know, for you, your business, for any of you listening, if it's your business. If you want to attract the best clients, the best business relationships, the best employees, you need to be seen as a leader, as someone who's willing to go first, try something, do the things that other people aren't doing, like getting awards, like yeah. speaking about something that people don't know about, yeah. like writing an article that they see or find. You know, you have to stand out and you need to be brave and vulnerable about it 
in order to make them feel like you're not this person on a pedestal. So, you know, it's this mix between the message and what you're doing. And so to kind of wrap up the episode for today, you know, we had a couple little actionable tips just to really dial down so that we... So that you can walk away and really have some small steps that you can take this week, this month, and, and start creating your you know, thought leadership. And so, Dre, maybe if you want to share the first two actionable tips, and then I have two that I think are just the smallest ones that you could try. Yeah. So the first one I would say is, you know, start some type of story journal, right? So probably not my best tip. Actually, you're not even going to believe me. I'm going to have to show it to you. I do have a story journal started in my notes. When I start thinking about things that this happened and it can relate to business in this way, right? So it, I, I actually have one. You, you would be surprised. You. you know, starting a story journal of things that happened to you or how they can relate to you or how it can help somebody else, right? So maybe you went through something and you don't want somebody else to go through that. So how can you put that in a story format where you can help other people and deliver that story or that message, whether that story be on a social media post or some type of article or, you know, or a speaking engagement, just start a story journal because then you have a bunch to pick from, right? So that that's one way. The next one we we kind of shared on, but becoming a thought leader by winning awards and, you know, ask your friends, ask your mentors, ask your peers. And then of course you can always hire an assistant or a virtual assistant to seek those out for you. Even even getting on podcast interviews, right? You can Blast that out on your on your social media pages if you do end up landing on a podcast, or you can you can put it on your your web page, whatever it may be. You can also seek out speaking opportunities. So those are my first two tips. And Megan, I know that you've got some more as well in regards to how you can become a thought leader. Yeah. So and I like that. And I was going to say we're so lucky to have each other. I always like our term that we've used: power partner. You, you could find a friend who is in business or somebody that you know that's in business and kind of be like each other's advocates looking for things or set up alerts mm-hmm. on Google, right? That the thing that I mentioned is called HARO, H-A-R-O. Mm. Help a reporter out. If you go to... Just you can Google it. Help a reporter out. And you'll go and you'll sign up to get email notifications. And then when you do that, when you sign up for those email notifications then you will get these emails each day that have, gosh, every day, 20 topics. Look at them, review them, pick a few, and start setting a goal. I'm going to submit one hero a week, one hero a week to see how many it takes to get published or quoted. And then the last tip that I had here, actionable tip, is that download and start using an app that records you creating an audio message. Like, you don't have to write. You can actually speak into an app, like an audio recorder. And one of the best ones, our phones have one automatically, but one of the best ones that has a free version for up to a lot of words. So (laughs) I just found it this year. It's called Otter, like the animal, O-T-T-E-R. And Otter is an app on your phone. You You open it up, you start talking. It not only records your voice memo, but it transcribes it while you're talking every single word. And then that transcription can be then sent to a a editor, uh, writer, who could take that and turn it into your article. It's your words. They're just making it nice and pretty. So start, pick 
two, one, two of those things and just start doing it and setting some goals for yourself because, you know, this is how you grow your influence. This is how you grow your brand. And, you know, it's not just always about your business. It's about you because you may shift later on in your career, you know, which is what we're experiencing right now. So, you know, we feel so blessed that we have the opportunity now to record this podcast, share these things with you that are working so that hopefully you can learn them earlier on in your careers. Love that. Those are some really good tips. And like Megan said, just start with one of those things. You don't have to do them all, but we would love to hear your feedback. If you have any questions, any comments, anything that you'd love to hear, we would love, love, love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thecollablife.com. You can also download us download our podcast on all of the major networks, Spotify, iTunes. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Pinterest. So definitely make sure to go check us out. And as always, thank you for listening. And we will catch you next time, collaborators. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see you guys there. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, collaborators. I just wanted to say I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business. If you have a business and you have questions or needs or a specialty you want to share, You can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com and our Instagram handle as well, thecolablife. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at thecolab. And you can email us at hello at thecolablife.com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.